You're listening to Humans in Tech. Our podcast explores today's most transformative technology and the trends of tomorrow, bringing together the brightest minds in and outside of our industry. We unpack what's new in physical access, identity verification, cybersecurity, and IoT ecosystems. We reach beyond the physical world, discuss our digital transformation as a species, and dive into the emerging digital experience. Join us on our journey as we discover just how connected the future will be and how we will fit into that picture. Your host is Lee Dow, VP of Global Marketing at Identive. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're talking equity and diversity. I'm joined by a group of very inspiring women I get to work with every day here at Identive to discuss women in tech and our roles as leaders in cybersecurity. Welcome Tatum Mathis, Tracy Alexander, Diane Kellenbeck, Katie Shaw, and Cynthia Gieseke. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Lee. Um, security, Thanks, Lee. yeah, security has a very profound influence on the world um, and how the world is moving forward. Uh, the physical and digital worlds are really more connected than ever, and I think it's a very exciting time to be in this industry, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, too, as women, we bring um, a different perspective to the security industry. Some of the things that we think about with respect to security might be different than our male counterparts and colleagues. Um, So give me a quick summary of how each of you got into the security industry. Maybe tell me a little bit about your current positions, starting with Tatum. So I, you know, I landed in the security industry by happenstance um, nearly two decades ago. I took a break from my career at the time and actually started selling residential security systems door to door uh, for a few hours in the evening for an entire summer. So the only only female in this this group. Um, And I did that because it provided me the flexibility to take care of my dad full time, who was really ill at the time. And um, after he passed away, I joined this. the corporate team for a national security integrator, where I just ended up finding that this industry was my passion. And I stayed um, in that position and that with that company for 10 years until transitioning to the manufacturing side of the industry, which eventually led me to where I am today with Identiv. Um, and I now am the director of technical training and my team is responsible for developing and facilitating technical training and certification programs for our channel partners and our customers. Oh, that's awesome. I learned something new about you today. (laughs) Um, How about you, Tracy? Well, I got into the security world when I was about 19 years old. I was an intelligence chief in the Marine Corps, and part of my job was to secure the intelligence spaces and all the classified material. And from there, I just you know, I I decided I want to be the security manager and went and got the training, followed that through with my degree. I went ahead and got a degree in domestic security management and was in project management for a long time, working with my my company that I was at uh, four years ago. I asked my boss if I could open a small uh, physical security group, and he allowed me to do that. And I was able to grow that quite a bit. Uh, and then moved on uh, over to another company for a little while and then came into Identiv uh, as the director of uh, global services. I do have a lot of customer facing uh, capabilities so uh, and background. So that's that's kind of how I got into it. I've always had a passion for it. So I'm very fortunate that I'm working in an industry that that I really enjoy. And you, Diane? 
Yeah, so I also started in the industry many, many moons ago. Um, <clears throat> I was working my way through college and I was working for what was an executive suite at the time. Um, so I worked in the office where I would type things for people if they needed a fax sent. This was even before people had fax machines in their own office. Um, they would bring things in to get faxed. And there was a company, uh, a systems integrator based out in Northern California that um, was leasing a an office in the building. And when they graduated out of their, um, or outgrew their office space, they, um, they moved into their own building and I was asked to come and work for them. And so I, that's kind of how I got started in the industry. I was fortunate enough um, to just sort of work my way up within that organization and been in the industry ever since. And Katie? So I have a degree um, in education and I actually started my career as a middle school history teacher. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I definitely did not intend on, uh, you know, jumping into the security industry uh, when I when I started my work in college. But I, I worked for several years as a teacher and at one point, you know, getting ready to go back to school in September, I kind of took a look at myself in the mirror and I said, you know, is this really what you want to do for the next 30 years? Because you're kind of getting to a point where you need to either, yes, commit, this is what I'm going to do, or, you know, make a change. And I decided to make a change and uh, jumped in with the training department for another um, physical security manufacturer and uh, really saw the opportunity that my skill set, uh, where my skill set could be used. And, um, you know, I guess the rest is history. I've been working in adult education and training ever since then. And I have the pleasure of uh, working with Tatum. Uh, she's my manager and I am uh, the new senior instructional designer here at Identive. Great. And Cynthia? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I had a friend in the industry that she was recruiting for a security company that she happened to work for. Um, and they brought me on. And one of the main reasons was because I had absolutely no security training whatsoever. <laughs> I had no idea what CCTV or access, access control or anything was. They provided extensive training and I needed a career change at the time. I was actually in online marketing. Uh, the company I worked for was relocating to Connecticut and I was not willing to make that move. So I took a chance, decided let's try the sales thing and let's learn about security and from there, that was 12 years ago, just moved up, moved on up to different manufacturers that I've worked for. Absolutely love Identive. I feel that they are one of the leaders in the industry and truly do care about the women in our company. So I plan on being here for quite a while. Thank well, you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I um, have always worked for big, you know, tech, very highly technical manufacturing companies. And, um, you know, I didn't in school, I wasn't thinking about going to work for a big tech company, um, but I was always fascinated by technology and particularly manufacturing. Like the first time I stepped foot in an Intel manufacturing facility, I was like giddy. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Um, so, you know, I've always had a career in, in the technical industry, but I didn't have, you know, like a technical degree. And it sounds like a lot of you, um, not all of you, but many of you, same thing where, you know, you really just fell in love with working with tech. Um, and so, you know, more and more research shows that, um, you know, diversity makes a much, a much better workforce. Um, because I've had this career in tech for a while, um, you know, I've been, I get interviewed for um, 
a lot of different things, but the the main interview request that I always get as a as a leader in tech is, um, you know, what's it like to be a female leader in security? Um, and I've even told people like, is that I can do more than just that kind of interview, you know? Um, <laughs> and but you know how we seem to be unicorns uh, in the industry. Um, and I think that you know you guys all work in physical access control, and so some industries and in technology are, you know, um, even even less diverse, and I feel like this industry is one of them. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on that, on being a unicorn? Maybe Tatum? Yeah, I can take this one. So we, I mean, we definitely, that's a, a, a great way to explain it, our unicorns. I, in the years that I've been in the industry, I've experienced many times through email communication, the greeting of sir from individuals that haven't met me in person. Oh yeah, me too. Cause we both have names that are maybe you're not quite sure. Not quite sure. Yep. So it's, it's always, sir. Um, it's always been pretty much the norm too. Um, I find myself oftentimes the only female in meetings, um, with senior and executive leadership. Um, so, you know, you kind of feel that, that, you know, that unicorn vibe, but on the opposite side of those experiences, I've also been really fortunate in this industry to have male leadership at the senior and executive level that has given me space and opportunity to lead the charge, you know, and while recognizing my worth. And so, I mean, I think that's, has created opportunity. It's the reason I've stayed in the industry, um, but I have had to have those non sugarcoated conversations where I've been told like, Hey, as a woman, um, you know, your technical expertise may be questioned. Um, it may be difficult to get buy-in since you aren't male, but stay confident, do what you do best and you'll win them over. Interesting. Tracy, what about you? Because you have um, that military background and military training that gives you a lot of, I would think, training in like that command presence. Um, you know, how have you been able to apply that in the workforce? Well, I had to temper it uh, initially because <laughs> I'm kind of like a bull in a china shop. So I was able to get work done and customers loved me, but my teams really didn't. So throughout the years, I've learned how to use a little bit more finesse. And honestly, I, I've been very fortunate that I have had a lot of very strong female leaders that I have worked with. Uh, part of the reason I left one of my companies was because I was, I was kind of stuck. There was what I called the four kings that I could not get past. It was a small company and, and there was no animosity when I left. I just told them, I'm like, look, I can't grow here anymore. I need to go somewhere else. I got into another company. Uh, my VP was a female, strong woman. I learned a lot from her about what to do and also what not to do. So I think the best thing that we can do is, is to set the example for uh, the, the ladies that are coming up behind us and just show them, hey, you know, you, you can do this. This is not just, you know, a male run shop anymore. I, I, I never felt like there was anything that I couldn't do just because I was a woman. Yeah, I, I've talked to a lot of um, young women that I mentor um, about that idea of um, command presence and situational leadership that I think um, the military and law enforcement does a very good job of training, um, you know, how to adjust your leadership style um, given the situation. And, um, you know, and I think what you just described, you know, tempering uh, that command presence, uh, you know, with your team and adjusting your style for the situation makes a lot of sense. Um, and my, 
appreciates it as well. I've, I've gotten feedback from several of them that have let me know they are very grateful for the fact that they do have a leader that listens to them, that checks on them, and that makes sure that you know they're not getting beaten up too badly. Because that's that's our job as leaders is we need to take care of our teams, make sure that they are healthy, so the company stays healthy, so we all do well. So what do you like about working in the security industry? And I was thinking maybe this would be a good one for Katie to answer because it's such a you know radical shift from where you started. Absolutely. So the the security industry keeps drawing me back. Um, I, I left the security industry for a little while and I, I find myself back with Identive and it it feels like coming home. Um, <laughs> that's how I kind of explained it uh, when I was first talking to Tatum. And I, I think that I enjoy working in this industry because, because there are a lot of challenges, um, both with the way that training is perceived, the way that training is delivered, and the way that training has been traditionally um, executed. And I think that, you know, with, with some um, different skill sets and things like that, you can really make an impact. Um, I, I also enjoy the, the fact that things are always changing. Um, you know, development is happening every single day. There's something new to look forward to, to learn about and to educate your, your customers on, um, you know, at every turn nothing ever gets stagnant. So it just is, um, you know, it, it's dynamic. It's interesting. I get to meet with, interface with, and develop relationships with people that, you know, if I had remained in traditional education, I would have had no idea that any of this ever existed. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, when you would look at, you know, for each of you, when you look at other company, like security company websites and things like that, especially their leadership teams, um, it still doesn't look very diverse. Uh, you know, what kinds of opportunities do you see for women and other minorities in the industry? Like for me, I really like the um, SIA Women in Security Forum. Uh, I've met some really wonderful people there who are doing a lot to, you know, lift up um, other people um, into the industry and get young people excited about joining the industry. Um, what are some of the opportunities you see for women and other minorities? I can take that one. So I, I, I'm in the position where I do have to review and hire a lot of resources. So what I think that we should do is try to find more women. I, I just really minorities. I mean, I just think everybody should be hired on their merit, but it would be helpful if we can look and try to find some more that are in jobs that are not traditionally seen as having a lot of women in them. Uh, engineering, development, those are, are positions that you do not see a lot of women, but there are some extremely talented women out there with those skill sets. They just get glossed over because, they're like, oh, that's not, it's not really something that girls can do. Yeah. I, um, you know, in hiring uh, recently, um, one of the projects that we've been working on in our team is uh, working with graduate students um, to do very discreet uh, marketing research studies and things like that and reaching out to HBCUs um, and their graduate programs to see if, you know, we can attract students uh, from those universities uh, to work with us and learn more about the security industry. Um, and that's been a really fun uh, way to make a connection to not only um, young women, but also um, younger minorities that, that might not have looked at the security industry as a professional you know, track. It's an excellent idea. Uh, interns that we could bring in for the summer, even if they're, even if they're paid, 
it still gives them kind of a taste of the industry. And honestly, I think when people get into the security industry and they get that taste, they get hooked. It's it's kind of a neat industry. Yeah, like one of the things I really like working about, like working in the security industry is um, I think it's interesting that in a world that's, you know, becoming more and more converged with technology and um, and that more and more security is important, um, especially cybersecurity, that uh, – at the same time, manufacturers like us need to find ways to make it, you know, more ubiquitous, but also easier, um, you know, and less obtrusive in, you know, your your life. So, like, if you're securing an airport, right, if you go talk to, um, you know, the people who lead technology and security at airports, you know, they, of course, they care about security and all the things that you think about, you know, nefarious acts and stuff like that. But they're also thinking about the customer experience. They're thinking about the passenger and how do we move them through the airport efficiently and make it a pleasant experience for them and you know how do we um, you know deliver that experience for them so that they're you know want to be you know traveling again through that airport and so um, I don't think that if you're not in security you don't necessarily think about those sides of security that security does a lot to help you know enhance the customer experience not just secure the building. Cynthia, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges uh, for women in security and what can we do better? Uh, well, definitely starting on that one would be that that phrase that we've all heard, the good old boys club. <laughs> so when you get that one partner or end user that really doesn't value your experience or your knowledge in the industry, continues to look towards the men in the room for solutions to their problems and validation. So what I suggest overcoming this challenge would be know your product. You've got to know your product. There are certain people that are just going to ask you questions just to see how much you're going to know. Um, and once you know that product, it's really focusing on the solution. Typically, when I walk into a meeting, immediately the men want to talk about all the problems and everything that's going on and what has not done right. But when I try and kind of turn that conversation onto, I understand your problems and I'm sure those are, you know, really hard to overcome, but this is the solution we have and this is why it's going to work for you. That changes everything. So when they understand that I'm truly invested in, and women are typically invested in finding the solution to the problem, not just focus on the problem, that's where it just opens up doors and opens up opportunities. Getting them talking and really truly listening, that's a huge thing that I feel we have definitely to our advantage. And, you know, we could just kind of work that through the process. Well, I think that your comment about validation is really interesting to me, that word, because um, I've certainly experienced that where, you know, I've been, you know, had a seat at the table and been the product owner. Somebody asked me a question and I answer it and then they look to the man next to me for that validation. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where men can be great allies, um, you know, because like in, I've had that happen to me. And in that instance, um, my male counterpart, uh, you know, was like, well, what are you looking at me for? She's the product owner. Um, right. But yeah. that's where like men and our, our male colleagues can be, you know, really good allies to us um, when when situations like that, you know, come up. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Diane? I mean, like I said, you're very customer facing. Um, so what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? And, you know, like Cynthia mentioned, and how do you work through those and and own your seat at the table? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, customers can come to you and I'd like to think that I'm the subject matter, matter expert and I, and I am there to help. I think some of the things that Cynthia talked about, about, you know, we want to, I want to 
provide you with the solution to the problem. And if you have questions, I want to be the one that can help you through that. And, and so sometimes it takes a little while to gain their trust, but I think once they know that you're in their corner and you're going to be the one to get them through, you know, either a challenge and, or get them a solution that they need, um, then they know that they can trust you. And, and I, I think that, um, you know, that's, that's, kind of a way to get through that challenge is just to earn their trust. And once you do, you're good. And what do you see as some of the most important trends happening right now in security? Uh, Because you definitely, you and Cynthia and Tracy, you know, you guys have your ears to the ground. Yeah, I would say probably the biggest um, thing is sort of that convergence of physical and cybersecurity. Um, And, you know, what does that really look like in terms of, you know, how that gets implemented and, you know, what can we bring to the table there? And I think what's interesting, and I know you had talked about this before, is that um, with the, um, you know, the security industry has always been pretty male dominated. And a lot of that funneling has come from law enforcement. A lot of law enforcement ends up moving into the security industry, which is also a very male dominated industry. So I think now as we see this convergence with cybersecurity um, and more technology, as technology is changing in the industry, that's opening up opportunities for women as well. Um, so I think that that brings in that opportunity for women to have a, have a seat at the table now. Um, one of the things that uh, I noticed, I think it was at the last ISC West show, um, was uh, as a trend, is a lot more thoughtful design. You know, aesthetics starting to matter in products. Um, you know, not just the, does it, you know, function but is it aesthetically pleasing? Is it unobtrusive in a room? Um, you know, is it is it um, intuitive and easy to use? Um, so that trend was really, as a, as a marketer, of course, who cares about design, that was a, a really interesting trend for me to see that a lot of manufacturers who traditionally made what looks like very industrial products starting to really look to like the ADTs and stuff of the world and say, you know, we want our products to look sleek and cool too. Are any of you uh, involved in mentoring programs? I know I've uh, mentored uh, a couple of women through the Women in Security Forum with SIA. And um, in fact, one of them that I mentored for about a year is now one of our marketing managers. We ended up hiring her. Um, And uh, I've had a really good experience with that program. And I've also had just really good experiences with being mentored uh, throughout my career so I wondered if, if you're not involved in any current mentoring programs, um, you know, have you been and do you think there are enough of those in our industry? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I'm involved in here locally is a professional women's alliance. And a lot of the, the younger women or newer women in this industry, as well as other industries, they really look towards me or other people that do have experience. You know, if they are in a male dominated industry, a lot of them don't know how to, you know, be who they need to be to their partners or to their end users. So I absolutely take them under my wing and try and reach out to them, mentor them and give them some of my life experience on how it works and just being open, empathetic, and, you know, really focusing on the solutions. I love that. Um, And, you know, Tatum, uh, for you and Katie, do you have any recommendations for people on, um, you know, how to keep your skills sharp and um, keep being a continuous learner? Definitely invest um, in the the training opportunities that are out there. I mean, in today's world of YouTube and you know just the ease of access to technology, I mean the resources are are plentiful. So definitely keeping you know 
on top of what the trends are and, and, you know, finding your, your alliances and your programs and resources, I think are, are definitely a must. Yeah. I know for me, I, um, I, I forget who it was who asked me in the organization about, you know, keeping on top of, you know, things in marketing. And I was like, you know, the thing is, is if I were the type of leader who just like pontificated from on high and only cared about strategy, I would in like probably six months to a year, I would lose a skill set because the marketing technology is changing so fast that um, if I don't invest in myself, you know, to learn that and stay on top of it and what the trends are, um, I would be obsolete within a year. (laughs) So it's something that I try to invest a lot of time in and keeping my skills sharp. That's why I asked the question. We're all in such different types of roles. Um, I was just curious, since you're, you're a trainer, uh, by nature, <laughs> if you had, you know, some good ideas about that. And it's, it's really, it's a, it's such a great question because I, I can think of so many conversations in the recently that Katie and I have had where it's like, oh yeah, there's definitely a book on that. Or yeah, we could find a YouTube or, you know, so we definitely try to keep all that in perspective. Well, I like that too, because that's, that's not nec- the, the examples that you gave don't require a lot of money, right? They just right. require your time and your energy to invest in, in yourself. Exactly. You can also follow trends um, for like social media and like, what are the popular apps? How are people communicating? Um, And, and, you know, people would rather watch a YouTube video that's three minutes long than read the manufacturer's, you know, installation manual. So if we can use the the popular technology and the popular platforms, um, we can kind of meet people where they are and uh, get more information out there you know, just in time when people need it. That's great. So Diane, I'm going to give you the last question. Uh, what is your best advice for other women in security? So if it's kind of been mentioned already, and I think, and I think it's important. Um, I, I would say if you are new to the industry, to find a mentor to help you along your career path. I was fortunate when I started in this industry, I was, you know, in, in my early 20s, and I had someone that mentored me. I mean, taught me really the ropes, not just of the industry, but also just how to do business um, and and ended up opening up a lot of doors of opportunity to, opportunity for me. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're if you're just starting out in this industry, find a mentor that can help you um, along your career path. And if if you've been in this industry for a while, you know, get involved. We talked about a couple of different ways that you can get involved. There's the uh, SIA Women in Security Forum. That's a great opportunity for women to get involved and um, meet with other women and and have tools and resources to be able to help you grow your career um, and and make those types of connections. But I mean, either way, whether you're just starting in this industry or looking to get more connected, you know, just go for it. And you know, we've talked about it before. As a woman, it, it may be a little bit harder to. Um, move ahead. You have to prove yourself in a, in a different way. But really, this industry will only benefit, you know, from your involvement and your creativity and your innovation. So I say go for it. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today and giving our audience insight into women in the security industry. We hope to inspire other women and minorities to enter this workforce and do amazing things like all our guests. And for our audience, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. We drop new episodes every Thursday. The problem isn't security, it's awareness. Velocity Vision is the future of visual surveillance. 
an intelligent video management solution that delivers real-time situational awareness in an open security platform. Integrate with your existing systems, verify your environment in one pane of glass, and increase the efficiency of your security operation. Get full control of your environment when and where you need it. Learn more at identive.com. Get access control anywhere, anytime, for less money out of pocket. Highly Secure Freedom Cloud is a cloud-based access control as a service offered through a cost-effective subscription model, allowing users to control, manage, and maintain their physical access control systems via Freedom's intuitive, always-up-to-date, browser-based web administration. Learn more at identive.com. Physical Security. Identity Verification. The IoT. The hyperconnectivity of our lives will only grow more pervasive. As technology becomes more automated and experiences more augmented, it's up to us to preserve our humanity and use new tools and trends for good. The only question is, are we up for the challenge?